Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. If this is your first time here listening to the show, welcome. Glad that you're here. Uh, this is the place where I show people how to get out of the rat race using real estate. And it all begins with really just a simple shift in mindset, a shift in focus. Simply stop focusing on creating piles of cash and start focusing on creating streams of income. That's what we like to call here in the real estate world, we call that cash flow. You see, by doing just that, by making that shift in mindset, I escaped the rat race in, in less than four years. And, you know, it's what literally 99% of our population is unable to do in 40 years. And I don't share that with you to brag, not by any means. I don't consider myself special in any way, meaning anyone can do this. You know, it's just if, if someone would only show them how to do it. And someone was gracious enough to, to let me in on this particular life secret. And, and now I'm letting you in on it, paying it forward, so to speak. And if you think that's good news, hey, it gets better because, you know, it took me just under four years to escape the rat race. And, and that was with making a ton of really dumb mistakes. And what the great news here is all about is that you don't have to make all those mistakes, meaning if you hang out here for a while, you should be able to travel that road much, much quicker than I. And, and to help you get started, I created a free, simple, step-by-step course to show you exactly how to do it, to show you exactly how I'd do it if I had to do it all over again. And you can download that free course at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com, freerealestateinvestingcourse.com, okay? And another thing we've been having a lot of success with over here is if you happen to have a specific question, comment, or concern that you'd like me to answer or address here live on the show, please share them with me on the Epic Real Estate Investing Hotline at 1-888-891-7203. Okay, so today we're going to be uh, concluding our three-show series on generating leads online, specifically building your all-cash buyers list and, and finding motivated sellers. And we're doing this due to the, the most recent studies released by the National Association of Realtors that real estate business, it's happening online. It's growing online. Or at the very least, a decent chunk of that business is beginning online. I don't think anything is ever really going to trump the face-to-face aspect of real estate. It is still indeed a people business. But according to the most recent studies, more than 90% of all property searches are beginning online. So if you're not online... You know, you could kind of make the conclusion that you're invisible to 90% of the market when they first get the itch to buy a property. So if you've already got a website or lead capture pages, squeeze pages, awesome. You're way ahead of the game. Perfect. 
If not, no worries. Should you feel a little behind or a little overwhelmed, I've created a very quick, easy, and affordable solution for you at EpicRealEstateWebsites.com. EpicRealEstateWebsites.com. And I went ahead and I, I put 24-hour uh, support there for you. And you can be up and running and all cut up in no time. Okay? So, a couple episodes back, we had Jeff Koga on the show who shared a bunch of his cutting-edge strategies of, of pulling leads off a line. And uh, very interesting stuff. But uh, if you're like me, my head was essentially, <laughs> my head was uh, about to explode. There was, there was like a little over information overload. So I wanted to bring you back to the basics. And that's what I shared with you on the last episode. It's more of the basic strategies that I've used to generate leads. And today we're joined by a very special guest to help us essentially bridge the gap between the two, between the, the very basic and the very advanced. And there might be a little overlap, but that's okay. He's a, he's a wealth of information and and I'm speaking of none other than Sean Terry of the Ultimate Real Estate Investing Podcast right here on iTunes. So, Sean, welcome back to the show. What is up, Matt? How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. It's going great. I haven't talked to you for a while. Uh, yeah. Bring us up to speed. I know you took a fairly extended vacation over the summer. How was that? Yeah, it's... Um, I did. I, I think in the last two months, I worked maybe 20 hours. <laughs> so I went to Maui and uh, in June for a couple weeks over at the Grand YLA over there. We rented actually a, a, a like a five million dollar villa that's um, across from Grand YLA at Hole. And, and we went out there with some friends and had a blast with the kids. And then I came back for a couple weeks, did a little stuff. On I have a beach house in Southern California, so I went out there. And Dana Point for a month and um, hung out with the kids, went to the beach and played tennis and and uh, and just kind of hung out. So mm-hmm. all because of real estate, you know, <laughs> and being able to generate cash flow and have a business that uh, operates when you're not involved. Right. So, it's awesome, isn't it? Not, not that I'm smart <laughs> or anything at all, because that's not the case. It's that uh, it's, it's basically setting up systems that operate, you know, without us. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. So let's okay talking about the real estate how, how did your real estate business function while you're off on vacation Well I mean you know when we're talking about online online lead generation is a huge factor you know and in the way I have my system set up with my team um it just continues to operate leads continue to come in um they are processed by our um our inside sales reps and processed by our outside sales reps um, and they're tracked all through the amount of leads we get in, the amount of appointments that are made, the amount of offers that are made, and the amount of deals we get. Mm-hmm. So it all can be run um, completely virtual, and I can see exactly what's going on on a daily basis uh, in my entire business. Awesome. Um, and be able to, to kind of watch it and see what's going on and see who's doing what and who's not. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I want to get I want to get to that and some specific, uh, uh, some of your best practices. But I, I was kind of curious... Um, yeah, I know you're in Arizona and that's yep. always one of the, the, the more volatile and exciting markets in the country and just kind of get your impression on, on what's happened in, in the market there. Uh, I guess in the last six months or so, there's been a lot of news and, you know, kind of what you think of the overall market nationally. Well, um, you know, the big thing is inventory, you know, and, you know, you talk about all the sand states that got hit hard through the real estate depression, they call it, um, that are now those sand states are coming back pretty heavily, meaning uh, Phoenix, Vegas, parts of California, parts mm-hmm. of Florida. Um, so, you know, Phoenix here, the market was, you know, it's it's all inventory driven. A lot of investors coming in to this space right now. So it, 
it's uh, it's not harder to find deals. It has you have to have more um, strategy, and you have to do more to find deals out here and negotiate deals. But then once you have a deal, because the inventory is so tight, you have the ability to push up that price because you're the guy with that that wholesale property. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting because when the market was um, a uh, more of a seller's market, um, you know what happens is it, actually more of a buyer's market when they're coming in and buying. Um, it, it seems like a lot of the wholesale properties here in Phoenix are sold at, say, 68% of an ARV um, to 70% of ARV. And, and the more inventory in the market, the, it drives down that price. So maybe 65% of, of ARV. Well, in the current market right now, in a seller's market, as the inventory now decreases, what happens is, um, is that the uh, that you can push that LTV number up? So now, you know, you can sell it at seventy five percent to seventy eight percent, even up to eighty two to eighty three percent of ARV, um, because there's a lot of buy and hold investors, hedge funds, um, and people coming in that just want to scoop up the real estate right now and own it because they know um, that it is growing. You know, they know that. Um, you know, for the next five years, in my opinion, we're going to have, you know, a land rush. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. interest rates are continuing to either, you know, stay the same or go sideways or inch up just a little bit. Um, you know, more buyers are coming in the marketplace because lending guidelines are actually becoming, um, you know, looser. And uh, a lot of investors are now coming into the market. So I think there's, from an inventory standpoint, there'll be a lot less inventory. I think we have like, what, 4.7 months of supply across the country right now, which an average is six months supply. So um, so now whoever controls that inventory will obviously make the most amount of money and be able to push up those prices. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, awesome. So, so you know, that that's pretty much, I, I know it's a, a little tougher in, in, in your state and my state is with as far to, as far as a, inventory levels go, but you know, I'm in the Midwest, I'm in the South, I've got some stuff opening up on the East. It's pretty much the same nationally to varying degrees, but, but inventory is an issue nationally. Uh, us as real estate investors, you know, we've got to start looking for alternative methods to finding those deals. So what are you finding right now? It's some of the the best practices is is just the same old traditional stuff and just more of it. I think it's um, what what we've been doing in our business is you know you know initially when you first get started there's there's mailing specific niche lists like you mail a probate list or you mail an inheritance list or you mail a um, maybe an absentee owner list that's owned the property for ten years right mm-hmm. so you mail these different niche lists um, now you know what we've been doing is trying to um, basically get a, a a larger universe of people that we can mail in multiple different states. So um, to do that, what we've done has opened up our uh, criteria to pretty much target anybody and everybody who has a property over a 1,000 square feet that has owned their home um, for at least 10 years. So anybody who is, and, and it's in our you know, specific geographic location, meaning, you know, Maricopa County or, say, Clark County or, you know, Las Vegas, whatever. Mm-hmm. But those who we want to target. So what that does is it opens up the universe of the amount of people that we can mail 
to, you know, say 400,000, 500,000 names of people we can pull. Um, and then doing that, you know, there's, there's two different ways, you know, to do this. One is to, you know, I remember I would mail 3,000 mailers and I'd mail, you know, 5,000 mailers and I'd mail, okay, man, I'm going to mail 10,000 mailers. And when I remember the day I mailed 10,000 mailers, I was like, oh my gosh, man, I'm, I'm big time. I'm mailing 10,000 mailers. This is incredible. Holy cow. You know, I'm going to make a ton of money, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, now we're, we're mailing 100,000, 200,000 mail drops at a time. Um, and it's amazing because if you have a system in place where, you know, the calls come in, how the leads are generated, I mean, I mean, how the leads are handled, um, how the offers are, are made and how each lead is monetized and then tracked through the process, then, um, you can predict income and, uh, and that's how you can scale it and predict income. And now what we're doing is we've, we've capped out the universe here in, in, uh, in Phoenix, so now we're entering and taking the same business model and moving into other different markets and capturing larger universes, you know, to mail there. You know, our, our, our eventual goal, um, our short-term eventual goal is to mail a million units a month um, wow. in direct mail to multiple different cities and be able to hand it all in a central location here in Phoenix. A million units a month? Yes. That's huge. I thought yeah. you said 100,000, 200,000 a month. I was like, did he really just say that? But if you're working up yeah. to a million, I guess that's really the number you gave. Yeah. That's big budget. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, but it's predictable income. So meaning mm-hmm. if you know, you know, that you can mail X amount of dollars, the ROI, you know, in the, in the, this business of wholesaling is ridiculous. I mean, you can mail, you can spend, say, $1,000 on the mailing. You can generate one deal and make $10,000. Right, right. right. So, I mean, the ROI is just out of control. So, I mean, you take that on a larger scale. What if you spend $100,000? Well, you know, you can get similar types of ROI. So, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. So the, the traditional mail is a strategy you're, you're still using, just and you're, you're escalating that. Um, let's talk about what we're, we're supposed to talk about today. Online. Uh, online. Um, yeah, tell me about... I love Actually, I know you have a very intricate system. You've done a lot of studies. You've done a lot of testing. You've done a lot of research, and, and you've got a pretty intricate system set up. But let's just kind of start from the beginning. Someone's got a couple squeeze pages. Um, how would, if you were to start over, how would you start driving traffic to those pages? Well, first off, you know, when we, you know, enter, let's say, enter any market, the Google AdWords is by far the number one fastest, easiest way to generate leads online automatically, um, whether you're working or not. I mean, they, they constantly produce good quality leads. So, so if, let's first talk about the bigger picture, and then let's, let's break it down on a granular mm-hmm. uh, level. So the bigger picture is having um, multiple, you know, uh, different campaigns out there within Google AdWords that are, are, are highly targeted keywords that um, are relevant to the search, so that will direct traffic to a highly targeted squeeze page that will in turn a high quality lead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what I found is is that the lead to deal ratio when it comes to online advertising or specifically Google AdWords and, and say Bing are uh, are like a one in three versus a, a lead to deal in in direct mail is like a one in thirty, one in twenty five, one in thirty. Mm-hmm. So um, the lead-to-deal conversion ratio is huge for uh, people who put in specific keywords and search to, to, to sell their home. 
Um, so now you've got to find out what keywords are the highest converting keywords that you can possibly think, and that's, you know, that's what we can kind of dive in on the granule basis of understanding how Google works. Now, Google basically, you know, I, I'd always, you know, think, you know, they got a blank white page up there. It's called Google. How the heck do these guys make any money? <laughs> you know, that, that's initially what I thought. Right. Um, but then you actually dive in and you do a search term for, say, we buy houses or we buy other houses or sell my house fast. You'll see up on the upper top, there'll be the yellow, you know, kind of faded yellow ads. Right. Those are paid ad searches. And on the right-hand side, there'll be paid ad searches. So you can have your ad show up up in those particular spots depending on your bid amount. And that's incredibly valuable because to, to have a site um, and have it uh, search engine optimized to rank for those specific keywords takes thousands of dollars. It costs you know, tons of money and takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different factors to get ranking for a specific keyword. But you, know, you can take a conglomerate of keywords, maybe you know, 100, 200, 500 keywords, and you can put a campaign up and you can rank immediately for all these different keywords and be at the top spot um, for someone searching, and they can click on that particular link, and it can take them to a a, uh, a highly relevant uh, landing page, like we're talking about, mm-hmm. and then it could drive that lead. And you can literally have leads in your inbox from high, high quality uh, sellers to um, to basically, you know, contact them and and uh, and get under contract and flip it. Right. Right. Okay. So. Um... So structure. Let's talk about structure. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Okay, so so that's the big picture, right? So let's okay. get granular. Granular is, you know, set up a Google AdWords campaign initially. And then there's there's campaign structure. Campaign structure is you have a campaign, right? It's the name of the campaign. So let's call it Epic Sellers, mm-hmm. okay? And, um, and then you can have a campaign for Epic Buyers, right? So let's call it Epic Sellers. Now, that's a campaign. Now, what you do is then have ad groups within the campaign. And then you have keywords within the ad groups, and each keyword is tied to a landing page. Okay. Now, Google um, has what's called a quality score, and the quality score is measuring the relevance of your campaign from the campaign to the ad group to the ad to the landing page. And they want to determine the user experience. And that's why Google um, surpassed Yahoo and they surpassed Bing so dramatically is because they focus on having a relevant user experience. So, so now if we look at, you know, a campaign, we go into an ad group, right? And in an ad group, we want to name it the same keyword. So let's say we focus on one keyword specifically, and then once you understand how to properly set up one keyword, then, you know, then you can set up, you know, an entire campaign for it and mm-hmm. structure the ad groups correctly. So let, let's focus on the the keyword, say, um, sell house fast, right? Okay, right. And and see, so say, let's say sell house fast, and you can, you can be even more specific, Glendale, California, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but you know, but let's say you have sell house fast. That that's the keyword that if you type in Google, you want your ad to show up for that particular keyword. So how would we structure the campaign to be able to get the highest quality score and get the pay the least, you know, per click, because here's the deal. If you got two different competitors 
that are bidding on the same keyword, sell house fast, right? Mm -hmm. And one has a quality score of four and the other has a quality score of seven. Um, One person will pay, you know, maybe $30 a click and the other person will pay, you know, say $8 a click because the quality score and the relevance. So they really, it really affects your bottom line and and how you, you know, what you pay for it. So, um, so now say sell house fast. That's the keyword we want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we do is in our campaign, we have epic, um, you know, epic sellers. And then we have an ad, ad group. And the ad group name is called sell house fast. Right. And then in that ad group, we're going to have three keywords. That's it. And, they, and there's going to be the three type of keywords. They're all going to be sell house fast. But the first one is just going to be sell house fast. The second keyword is going to have quotes around it, which is called phrase match, and that is going to be sell house fast with quotes around it. Mm-hmm. And the third one is going to be sell house fast, but it's going to have brackets around it. Brackets is considered an exact match. So, so for understanding purposes, with no quotes or brackets, it's considered a broad match. For And it basically what happens with a broad match is it will pull up and show – your ad for any type of whatever the word is um, or individual specific words, or it doesn't matter the word order. So sell house fast. If someone types in house, your ad will show. Fast, your ad will show. Um, um, sell fast, your, your ad will show. So when it comes to quality of keyword, um, a broad match keyword isn't as higher quality as a an exact match um, or a phrase match. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's talk about the second one is the quote, which is the phrase match. The phrase match is is that it has to have all the keywords re- uh, present, but the order doesn't matter. Sell house fast or fast sell house or house sell fast mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so it has to be all the words present, but they don't have to have be in the same order. Um, the third one is exact match with the brackets, and that one has to have all the words exactly identical to the keyword. So sell house fast, it has to someone has to type in that exact um, match to be able to have your ad show and be present. Um, so you have the campaign, Epic Sellers, and you have the the ad group called Sell House Fast, and you have three keywords, Sell House Fast. But they're a broad match, a phrase match, an exact match. Got it. Now you're going to have an ad, right, that's going to show, and you're going to have a landing page. So what we want to do is make the ad highly relevant to the keyword. So in the title of the ad, we're going to have sell house fast, right, and Mm -hmm. put for cash, whatever. And then, and that's the title. And what happens is Google will bold the keyword in your ad to make it um, stand out because of the relevancy from the keyword to the ad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now someone types in, the, in Google, sell house fast, your ad shows up and they say sell house fast, California, Glendale, California, Phoenix, whatever. Um, and then in your body copy, it's going to say, you know, sell your house fast in Glendale, you know, California for, you know, fair offer for top price or whatever. Um, and then it's going to have your your uh, landing domain. It's going to be the domain on there, whatever that domain is. Um, so now you have a highly relevant 
ad, which has the keyword not only in the title, but it has in the body as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now when a user clicks on that ad, they're going to be taken to a landing page. Okay, um, now on the landing page, we want to have the landing page title, which is up in the the title, like the 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 title of, like, say, if you type in, there's a title. The mm-hmm. title should have the keyword in the title, sell house fast, whatever. Okay. The, the um, H1 tag is the header, is like the bold header should be sell house fast. And there should be some sort of inside the copy, um, sell house fast inside the copy somewhere in that particular, in that, in that landing page. And all that brings um, down the, or increases the quality scores while we're doing that, right? Right, and what and what that's doing is is now someone now think about the user experience. Mm-hmm. If we back up and we go, I typed in sell house fast. I saw an ad that says sell house fast. Clicked on it, and it took me up to a page that says sell house fast. And so, from a user experience, it's relevant and connected all the way through, which obviously increases conversion and increases your quality score, which you pay less per click. Right. So that all that all the way goes through. Right there, and then there's a form on there where people can, you know, fill out a form, and then that lead is generated. So that is a micro um, view of of how to build, you know, a campaign with a, you know, focused on a specific keyword. Now, you want to do that for every single keyword you want to target. Okay, so you know, let's say your next keyword keyword is we buy houses, you know, in Calgary, California. So you could target that specific, you know, keyword the exact same way. You'd have an ad group okay. because we buy houses, you know, Glendale, California. You'd have a, a keyword. Uh, the keywords would be broad, exact, and you know, and uh, and uh, phrase, and then it'd go to it an ad that would be relevant to that, and a landing page would be relevant to that. So, um, so that's how you structure it, and you can have as many ad groups as you want. Um, you can have fifty, a hundred, two hundred, five hundred, a thousand. Um, and then also I would suggest installing what's called conversion tracking and conversion tracking will, um, basically show you it's a little code or snippet that Google gives you to put on your thank you page after someone opts in or they, they actually fill out the form. It'll take them to a thank you page. And what it will do is it'll trigger a pixel that will, uh, tell Google that you can, that that's a conversion. Mm. So what will happen is you can see which all the keywords that are performing, and then you want to select the keywords that are um, have the lowest cost per lead conversion. So, for an example, I put in probably fifty thousand keywords initially. I don't know, it was wow. maybe five thousand mm-hmm. just initially. Mm-hmm. You know, and I so I pumped all the keywords in. I built the entire campaigns. I built it exactly as you talked about. Um, and then what I did is I let it run. And I probably pumped over a hundred thousand dollars through the campaign to figure out which ones are actually converting, keywords are converting. Mm-hmm. And then what I did was is eliminate all the non-performing keywords that weren't converting and only let run the, you know, the performing keywords. And my cost per lead went from you know, a very high number down to next to nothing. So now you know, cost per lead might be $50 to $100 cost per lead versus you know, before when I had you know, if, you know, all the keywords in there that were not performing keywords, you know, my cost per lead would be a lot higher. Got it. Got it. Okay. So a lot of setup, uh, right? Well, and initially, but here's the deal. Mm-hmm. You can set it up once 
and then you just you can monitor. And there's a um, Google actually provides a, a software, a desktop software you can download called AdWord Editor. And what you can do is you can download your campaign, and you can see from a, like a snapshot view of the performance of the campaign. Mm-hmm. You know what your cost per click is. You know what your you know your conversion rate is. What your click through rate is, which is you know how many times your ad is shown versus how many clicks. Um, and then uh, all that information. So it's 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 called AdWords Editor. You can download it. You can download your campaign. You can make changes, and then upload it, and it'll make changes on the fly instead of having to go click through every single uh, keyword, you know, and check everything inside there. It's done in a snapshot view. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, basically a lot of upfront work, but after that, it gets much easier and simpler, and it's just basic monitoring. Yeah, and basically, right. Martin, and what the cool thing is, is that once you let's say, let's say you you know you have it up and running, then it just consistently runs twenty four seven. Now, I would suggest on bidding strategies, um, I would bid as high as possible and as much as a daily spend as possible that you're comfortable with, because you know don't start off bidding ten bucks a day. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? Because right. what happens is you won't be able to see the total amount of available impressions you can get on a daily basis. You know, so in Phoenix, you know, there might be, you know, uh, you know, maybe 10 to 12,000 total available impressions, meaning at one time there's only, for a specific keyword or, or a specific group of keywords, there's only 10 to 12,000 people at one time in a day that is searching for the keywords that have been selected. So you want to you want to open up your budget to de- to determine you know what is the total amount of um, available impressions that I could capture, um, and then let it run, and then just monitor. It. You know, initially at start when you launch it, you want to kind of monitor and and do an extremely high bid amount because you want to be ranked up in the first two or three. You want right. to get ranked in that yellow section um, at the top of Google because you'll get a higher click through rate. Which will be good for your account. It'll be good for your ads. It'll be good for your quality score. Is so, there a shortcut um, to determine what a high bid amount is for that? Yeah, I just bid like a hundred bucks. Like a hundred bucks for a click? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. okay, so, <laughs> um, so you said you started off with a hundred thousand dollar budget, and I know, well, it wasn't really. A, I didn't have a budget. I just you I spent a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we ran it. You know, ran it through. Now, obviously, we're generating revenue through the entire process. Right. So that's, that was my next question. Off that hundred thousand dollars, what did that initially generate for you? Do you remember? You know, that was years and years ago. I can't initially generate, but I mean, it, it has to be in the tune of you know three or four hundred thousand in revenue. Okay. Um, you know, it wasn't a one to one at all. It was even still with with testing it and doing it. Um, we still were able to generate a positive revenue mm-hmm. out of it because you know. I mean, I mean, think about it. If you pay even five hundred dollars per click or per, you know per lead to actually generate a lead, mm-hmm. and you have a one to three ratio, and you you know for every so you spend fifteen hundred dollars, but your average deal is say five thousand or even ten thousand dollars. Well, you're in the positive by you know eighty five hundred bucks. Right. Right. You know, so it's a no brainer. You know, and I uh, you know I tell people I'm like you know. You know, you know, if, if you're going to do it, you know, go for it. I mean, you see companies, you know, there's companies out there that will actually sell the lead, you know, you know, to people, which I don't really like. I'd rather have control of the lead that comes in and, 
and, you know, I'm the only one getting it. Now, when it comes to, let's talk about actually, you know, getting the lead, right, and getting that lead and, and being able to um, convert that lead into a seller, right? Mm-hmm. The secret is is that you're going to have the lead um, generate some sort of email response letting you know that you have a lead that was converted. And you can do that with your, let's say, um, you have a Weber, or if you have a uh, an autoresponder series or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, but what it should do is automatically notify you in some way instantly that you have a lead coming in. So a lead hits your inbox, say in your iPhone or cell phone or whatever it is. Um, you want to immediately call back that lead because let's let's put ourselves in the mind of the seller. They have they they have a an itch they're trying to scratch, right? Right. They're trying to go online. They're trying to find someone to buy their house, and they want to find someone urgently to buy their house because whatever situation they might have. So they have an itch they need to scratch. So what happens is is they're going to put in and they're going to fill out forms on all these different sites. Um, the sooner you call them back, you build that relationship with them, then that itch will be scratched. They'll stop looking. And sometimes if you're right at the top of that paid search, they might only look once. That means they're not going to look at anybody else, and you're going to be able to capture that lead, talk to them, negotiate, get the contract, and nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. And some of the deals you can get are just ridiculous. I mean, like, you know, super cheap deals because people have an itch to scratch. they got to get rid of their house now. They just inherited it. It's a vacant property. They just, you know, they're out of state, and they searched on it. It's vacant. Tenant trash it, and they need to get rid of it now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's a, you know, it, 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 like I said, it's one of the best, highest converting, highest profitable lead sources that we have in our business right now. Got it. So how would you rate um, Google versus, say, Yahoo and Bing? Have you tried those? Yeah, I, I do. We do have campaigns set up with Bing, and Bing pretty much controls the Bing platform and the Yahoo platform. Um, and it's in its Microsoft Ad Center, which runs both networks. So okay. you can set up with Bing, and then Bing will display ads on Yahoo and uh, in Bing itself. Now, when it comes to traffic, it's a twenty to one, or or it's basically an eighty to one. So eighty percent of traffic, you know, is coming in through Google, and twenty percent goes to Bing and, and Yahoo. So the, the comparison for traffic, there is no comparison. So if you have say twelve thousand available impressions. You know, off Google, you might get 1,200 available impressions off Yahoo and Bing. Got it. Are you pulling any traffic off of social media? Um, we're not doing any social media for sellers mm-hmm. um, right now, but there's, you know, there is, you know, between YouTube videos and um, almost building a hemisphere of, of websites and blogs um, is driving traffic to to our site. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that, that's where you pick a group of keywords and you optimize sites for specific, those specific keywords. Right. And all those keywords are, are, are generating traffic back to your main site. Mm-hmm. So it, to, to go back a little bit, when you're, you're setting up the campaign and you've got your, your keywords in the, um, you got your keywords for your search, you got your keywords for the title of your ad, you have them in the body of your ad, and then you also want them in a few different places on your landing page. So you essentially kind of need, you know, multiple landing pages for those ads as well, right? Yeah, pretty much, you know, I mean, there, there's going to be a grouping of landing of, of keywords that can 
um, that you can direct to a singular landing page. And it would be, let's say, you know, sell house fast. And you could sell house fast, Glendale, Arizona, sell house fast, you know, Glendale, you know, or, or you know, Glen, whatever, Glendale, California, mm-hmm. sell house, you know, and then it could be sell house fast with no space in it, right? It could be, um, you know, sell house fast for cash, right? Sell house fast now, you know, so, um, so <clears throat> how to determine the grouping of keywords that you want to target. Um, I call what's called type-in traffic. So what you do is you go to Google and you type in your root keyword, sell house fast, right? Mm -hmm. And you type in sell house fast. In Google, what they'll do is give you suggested keywords of what potentially will come after that keyword. Sell house fast now, sell house fast cash, sell house fast Glendale, California, sell house fast, um, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. They'll give you a suggested keyword. Now, for Google to suggest a keyword, it means that they have to have at least 2,000 searches a month for it to be considered a you know, suggested keyword. Um, so what you do is, is now you have a grouping of keywords that each individually have their own ad group, but they're all directed to a, uh, a, a common, common um, uh, landing page with the same theme, Sell Health Fast. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, I have a, a question that I, that I've wanted to ask you, and we haven't talked since uh, the the multitude of Google algorithm changes that have happened. Uh, yeah. You know, if someone's thinking, well, well I'm just going to work on search engine optimization and I can get all my stuff for free. What would you, you know, that's certainly an approach, but it's not quite as easy as it used to be. What What is your impression or your take on on SEO? My, my, my on that would be, you know, we're in a, we're in a hot real estate market right now. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to get all your keywords and everything optimized for all the high converting keywords in two to three years and just miss all the fun? Right? <laughs> you know, right. so you know, so I'm more of like let's get it done now type of person. So mm-hmm. so here's the thing, is that you cannot optimize any page or blog or whatever it might be unless you know if it's converting. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not find out through Google AdWords what's your highest converting keywords and then optimize, you know, right. these pages or optimize blogs for those specific keywords. So Google will tell you and through your, you know, your tracking and your conversions, you'll know where to spend your time. So what a sell house fast is your absolute highest converting keywords, but you don't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go, well, I'm going to I'm going to optimize, you know, my keywords on you know, you know, sell, sell house quickly, right? So you're not going to show up for sell house fast. You think it's, you know, you think you should optimize it for sell house quickly, but you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And now you find out through running Google AdWords campaigns, you know, down the road that, oh my gosh, I should have optimized it. All that work for something. Right, right. So, yeah. And if you want, here's what I do. When it comes to um, search engine optimization, what I've done is taken the highest converting keywords, right, that uh-huh. I know convert, and I've shot... Uh, YouTube videos and rank them the same way. It has the you know, title, it has it in the body, it, the, the YouTube videos name the mm-hmm. keyword. Um, and then they show up in Google, typically at the top, and they watch my video, and there's a link at the bottom that drives them to a, to a landing page. And we get leads every day from that as well. It's awesome. So there's mu- there's multiple multiple uses for the money that you're spending over there at the AdWords. Oh, sure. It's because it, yeah, it, it tells you a lot of valuable in, information. Right. And here's the thing. Every market's different. I mean, 
like Glendale, California, your conversion keywords might look completely different from ours. So, you know, you might want to optimize for different keywords than you do here. Like in Vegas right now, we're, we've been running, you know, AdWords for a couple, six months now. What we're doing is we're just gathering intel. And then what we'll do is optimize sites and optimize videos and stuff like that to, to capture that space. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So, so if someone is just getting started, you'd recommend that they go with the, the paid, rap, paid uh, traffic route? Yes. I mean, here's the thing. If I tell any of the people, right, um, if you want to get started, you want to get started quickly, you know, and they say, listen, the first thing you want to do, if I was going to jump into real estate today and I knew nothing, you know, or anything about real estate, whatever, first off, I, I go to your site, I download your information, I get a basic concept of understanding a transaction in real estate so I know basically the transaction. But the first and foremost thing you have to do is you have to generate leads. And what happens is once you have a motivated seller and you have a motivated seller that is hot and you get that deal under contract, all the other dominoes just start to fall into effect. Right. Okay. Meaning buyers will line up for that specific, you know, contract. Now you're, you'll, you'll have to find a title company to basically get it closed. Um, you'll be dealing with the buyer now and negotiating getting that contract and being able to, you know, get that so where you can make a make, make that transaction, you know, trans, you know, with a flip on whether it be a double escrow or an assignment. So the bottom line is the the number one thing you've got to do is get leads immediately and everything else falls in line. Whereas the opposite is where I've got to get my whole business set up. I've got to get my LLC set up, and I've got to have an office set up, and I've got to get my phone set up, and I've got to get this set up, and I've got to get that set up. And I, you know, business and, cards and, and, and T-shirts. I've got to get my business cards. I've got to get my logo. I've got to get my you know letterhead. I've got to get. I don't focus on any of that, and it, it's, it's you know you know do that down the road mm-hmm. as you're generating revenue. But the bottom line is, you know what? If you don't have leads. In the business, they're fresh. You can work with. You can monetize. Then you have no business. You have no business, right? Absolutely. You know, awesome. ha- absolutely have no business. You know whatsoever. So, um, you know, so that's what I tell people. If I was going to start fresh today, what was I going to do? I'd say, okay, my number one focus is I need to generate leads. Then I can go through and, and set up the business. It's almost like the ready, fire, aim approach. Sure. You know, you were in the military. I was in the military. We were always taught ready. You got aim right. first. You got to take your breath. Right. And then you shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, now you just shoot. And then um, and then you go, oh, I missed it to the left. So I need to move my, you know, move over to the right a little bit. And I'll shoot again. Oh, hey, I just did it. So, um, yep. so the bottom line is starting fresh today, what I was going to do, I would say start a Google AdWords campaign, get it up and running, and get leads generating as fast as humanly possible. What happens is that's going to get leads coming in. Now you're going to be talking to sellers, but you're not going to be overwhelmed talking to sellers because you're not going to get flooded when you press the on button that you're going to get, you know, you're going to get 100 leads that day. You're going to get them trickle in. You're going to get two maybe the first day and three, then one day you're going to get none, the next day you're going to get two. You know, so you're not going to be inundated with leads where, where you can work around your job, you can take the leads, you can talk to the sellers, and, uh, and they're high-quality leads. So there's a... It's a quicker shot for success right off the bat because your lead to deal ratio is a one to three. Okay, right, right. so now you got three leads coming in. Now you got a deal. Oh my gosh, I'm excited now. I got to go find a buyer. Oh my gosh, and, and then you get that experience and that check 
you know, and then, oh my gosh, it works, it works, right? Right. Then what you do is you get that check and you reinvest 15% back into marketing, which might be Google, Bing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, uh, and then you can start saying, okay, I'm going to do a direct mail campaign. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so I guess people started. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks, Sean. I mean, gosh, you, this is why I love having you on the show. You're so generous with your information and, uh, you, that was a lot of invaluable tips. There's certain stuff, uh, there's stuff that, Probably everyone listening is going to want to go back and listen to and write that down. It was that valuable. So thank you for your your grace with that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hey, I know this uh, this last weekend, I think it was this weekend, uh, one of your very good friends had a an accident, a tragic accident, and uh, you're out trying to help him heal and, and recover and help the family. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, um, everybody, if you think back to high school, has that one or two friends that, that you're really close with, the guy that... You know, you you hang out with in the lobby, you hang out with, you know, you hang out at their house, you go back and forth, and you kind of, you know, grow up, you know, hanging out with a, you know, a, a core group of friends, you know, and even maybe one or two friends that, you know, become lifelong friends, you know, those high school buddies that uh, that you always think back to high school and you think about that one or two people. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this one of my friends, his name is Mike Lemieux, um, is, and we're born and raised in, you know, Vermont. I went to South Burlington High School in, in Vermont. And, um, you know, and he, you know, he's grown up. He now lives in Portland and has his family and a couple kids. And, uh, and then, has, you know, I, I obviously live here in Phoenix. But this summer I just went back for my 25th high school reunion. I'm to give you how old I am. <laughs> but uh, 25th high school reunion, and it was a blast. We had so much fun. He came down from Portland. You know, got to see all our whole group of friends. We had such a good time connecting, hanging out, and everything. Well, you know, I left, you know, came back. I was going back to California, hung out there. And, like, I got a call about, you know, probably about two, two and a half weeks after, um, you know, after, uh, you know, after that high school reunion. And I got a call from um, his girlfriend at the time. He's previously divorced. Um, and he, she called me up and I didn't know her at the time. I've never spoke to her before. He was obviously telling me about her, why we're together and stuff, but she called up and said, hi, this is Mary Ellen. I have some disturbing news about Mike. Um, please call me ASAP. Now I remember I was driving in the office that day and my heart just dropped. I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck happened? Right. And so I called her back and she proceeded to tell me the story of how he was out on a Sunday afternoon just riding his bike like he normally does, you know, every Sunday. And something happened and he wrecked and he was in Portland, Maine, and it's right on the ocean there. And apparently this trail, there's a there's basically you ride on this trail and there's these rocky cliffs that go down to the ocean. It's about a twenty foot slope. Um so apparently I don't know what happened but he crashed and fell down the hill and snapped his spine. Oh my god. And um someone found him um and called the ambulance and he was knocked out with pain. Um and they found out that he's paralyzed from the neck down mm-hmm. right now and, and he was on a you know trach feeding tube, a breathing tube, which actually I just found out just came out today. Um and uh and but he's still completely paralyzed. So Here's the thing. I, I'm a pretty active guy. I know you are. You know, I've got kids. I know you do too. And mm-hmm. you know, and every, anybody listening now, imagine, right? One day you're out riding a bike, you know, 
and at one instant, you're riding a bike and you're driving down, and it's a beautiful day, and you're breathing in the fresh air, and you're looking at the ocean, and you hit a rock, and something happens, you snap your back, and then within another moment, you're paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. You know, that is a life-changing, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I do. And the thing is, we all think it's not going to happen to us, but if it did, it would be absolutely life-altering, right? Now, he works in a business where, you know, gets a a small salary and gets commission sales and stuff like that. So, you know, and he definitely doesn't come from, I think he makes like, you know, 40, 30, 40, $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So um, he's got to get in real estate, actually start flipping some houses, mm-hmm. but, um, but now he can, unfortunately. So, um, so, so what I've done is, is to help him and his family, he's got two beautiful kids, um, is put a fund, like a fund together for him, uh, to help him out, you know, and, you know, try to just try to do, because I could send flowers, I could send a card, I could send, you know, I'm thinking of you type of stuff, but, you know, what's that going to do? It's going to show my empathy, right, of course, mm-hmm. but but what's it really going to do to impact his family? So, you know, with the influence of the podcast and the, my subscribers on my email list and Facebook following and stuff like that, I decided to put a fund together um, to raise money to help him with life, whatever that might be. Um, and uh, try to help them out. So I just launched it like 48 hours ago. Um, the goal is to raise like 10,000. I think we're, so far we've raised you know, like almost 5,300. You mm-hmm. know, so you know, so far. Um, and I'm just keeping you know abreast with the family. I just talked to them this morning, and and uh, to try to you know be available to you know to uh, to help them out in any means possible. Awesome. Well, that's. So. It speaks volumes of the type of friend you are, and and uh, yeah, we are very fortunate. We do have platforms of where you know we use, and they drive our business, and we're able to help people here. And just another way that we can uh, use that platform to help somebody else. So I'm more than happy to extend uh, uh, that invitation to all of my listeners. I know a lot of my listeners are your listeners, and vice versa. Yeah. But I think we both have our own audiences as well. So uh, do they? Do you have a domain name that they can go yeah. to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gofundme.com, gofund, F-U-N-M-E, gofundme.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can search his name, Mike Lemieux, or if it's forward slash 437, D is in dog, S is in Sam, zero, 437DS0. So gofundme.com forward slash 437D is in dog, S0. And um, you know, it's funny in, in the in the you know in the beginning of the podcast, you talked about you know paying forward and you know giving information, being freely uh, about giving information. And and I hope you know maybe you know, one of your listeners or two or three or ten or whatever listen to this, and maybe they're in their business right now and they're thinking, you know, what do I got to do to get started, or how do I get going, or you know, what's the next step to get leads? And it inspires someone to start, you know, and that's the most important thing because. The sooner you start, the sooner you'll be on your way. You'll create what's called momentum um, that will, you know, that will get you in an incredible life. Because, you know, it, you know, it, it's amazing where, you know, working a job and being trapped by someone telling you when you have to be there, when you have to leave, when you have to take vacation, you know, when you have to do things is like being paralyzed from the neck down almost. And it's like, it's like you're you're being trapped and you know, you, you can't control that. So if we can give someone freedom, right, 
you know, to be able to do that through the information provided, then we can affect people's lives. And I know you do it with your podcast. I, that is the thread with my podcast is for the sole purpose of delivering high-value content to change people's lives. You know, and you said, you know, you want to pay it forward. Well, that's the thing, because think about it. If this information and all the other episodes you have with, with your podcast and all, is that you can, now you're paying it forward. People can take that information and they can apply it and it can change their lives. Now, what if they pay it forward and they help someone else and they teach someone else and they work with someone else? Or maybe they'll be able to, you know, you know, say, you know, donate money to someone that is in need or, or give to charities or, or something like that. But it's a ripple effect that can make changes, um, you know, in everybody's lives. And, you know, my, my license plate on my Range Rover is, is you know, paying forward. You know, right. that's, that's, that's my license plate because that's a that's a way of life, you know, and, and, you know, you know, beyond Google AdWords, beyond, you know, a million mailers a month or, you know, multiple different cities and getting that real estate deal. Real estate is a very selfish business. It's about us getting a deal, us negotiating, us getting, you know, making X amount of dollars and, right. us, you know, stashing that money. So it's very selfish. Um, but if you get beyond that and you can focus on, you know, what's, what's important is is trying to affect and change people's lives in a positive way, you know, what you're doing with the podcast and what I want to do with the podcast is that you'll be amazed at what opens up in your life, um, you know, for great things. So, you know, being able to help Mike and being in a position, you know, to be able to, you know, donate to him and, and be able to set this up and help other people, you know, it, it's an amazing thing. And it's unbelievably fulfilling, but that's what all this is about. It's about, you know, it's about... Uh, you know, using real estate as a vehicle to give you an unbelievable lifestyle, but also be able to affect other people in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. So I know all of our, our prayers go out to, to you and Mike and Mike's family. Yep. So thanks for uh, sharing that with us. I know that's a very personal and, and a rather tough time for you right now because it's being such a good friend. So thank you for that. And, and trust, yeah, and, and, and I appreciate you having, I mean, and, and honestly, I mean, I mean, everyone listening, Matt, you know, donated a, a ton of money, oh, a huge amount. And, and he didn't have to do that. Um, and, and we know each other, you know, through the podcast and have lunch together and stuff, but you know, we're not super tight where he's, we're coming over, you know, come here, I'm back and we go to family stuff. So for him to do that as an example and, and tells you know, what type of person he is, and you, you know, you're awesome, dude. So really, I really, really appreciate it. Oh. Well, you're welcome, and it's my pleasure. And uh, you know, I, I couldn't see how I, I couldn't give because uh, you know we are blessed, and you know I'm just loving life right now, and it makes me yep. sad when I hear other people aren't. So, yep. cool. So to to give to uh, it's Mike Lemieux. Mike Lemieux, L E M I E E U X, L E M I E U X, and that's GoFundMe.com forward slash four three seven D as in David S and then zero. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, well, thanks a lot. Um, Sean, thanks for, uh, you know, I know you're really busy and you're getting back to work. So thanks for uh, spending some time with us over here and sharing your, your words of wisdom, your words of wisdom. And if you want to, uh, check out more of what Sean does over at, uh, his podcast, that's the ultimate real estate investing podcast. He's a great teacher, a great, uh, a great motivator and, a good friend and a great person, as you can you can tell. So thanks again, Sean. And, and until next time, to your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. 
You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.